Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. It is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. And we are broadcasting live, of course. What is it? November seventh um, tonight? Is that right? What is what is the date today? The uh, I can look that up. It is November seventh, and it is eight oh six. Did you set your clocks back? You got an extra hour of sleep last night. We are having some beautiful weather here in North Dakota. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive, right on the interstate, and you can't miss it. And uh, I never thought location would help a church, but you know what? We have visitors all the time, and many times they say, we we just saw you there on the interstate, and we wanted to come and see what it was all about. So we're glad to have you listening tonight, too, and we want to invite you to church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. We also have a church in Beach, North Dakota, that has a Tuesday night service at 7.30. One in Bowman that has a Thursday night service at 7.30. So we'll probably say more about that. Uh, we've got a bunch of people texting me, which you can do tonight. You can listen You can listen to the program. You can help me. You can add things. Uh, we would love to have you uh, text us, 701-290-7862. I'm just going to mention a few that have already texted in. We've got Brother Griffith listening from Great Falls, Montana, said they had three people Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight in their in their service. That's exciting. We've got Brother Jones listening. He's one of my good friends. Um, he said it's the countdown to the Holy Ghost, or to tell it like it is. Brother um, uh, Carl listening with his wife. They're listening from Michigan tonight. Good to have them listening. Uh, the Millers are listening in Beach, North Dakota. We've got Brother Johnson listening 
to the Tell It Like It Is show. Good to have him listening. Sister Brett's up in Kildare. What a sweet lady she is. Uh, the Willises are listening. Henry and Harrison are excited. They get so excited by that intro song. They're just dancing all over the place. That's a song that is sung by Timothy Spell. And we start every radio show song with that. This is that. I just love that song. Let's see who else is, is texting tonight. We've got, um, let's see, I've got some that I don't know who you are. That's fine. Uh, we've got Stacy listening from Minot. We've got Yvonne listening tonight. And um, is it Marin too? Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, I wish I could have spent more time with you guys today. We had a church. This is our Friendship Sunday, and they came up from Bowman for a meal, and I didn't really get a chance to visit with them. I sat down a little while with them, but I wished I could have talked to them longer. Tim, in listening in North Carolina, uh, this is, uh, it's it's you know, our target audience, of course, is Dickinson, North Dakota. We are being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio, which also we are uh, broadcasting live on the uh, KDIX website across the world, but but um, our our target audience is Dickinson. That's I mean I geared this program for that. I mean it's kind of a hard hitting program. Um, you know we talk about topics that maybe most Christian radio shock talk show hosts do talk show hosts do not talk about. But we've got um, we've got uh, it's fun to get some stuff from across the country and even sometimes around the world of people that are listening. I enjoy that. And then I sometimes on this text number I give out, I get questions throughout the week that are very, very interesting to me, uh, just you know, interesting about how I feel about certain topics and different things. If you're going to a, an apostolic Jesus-named church, I just want you to be aware that I'm not your pastor, so I'm, that's not my intention to be your pastor. So uh, I'm going to just refer you, you know, I can give you an opinion of different things, but I'm not I don't pastor people in Texas. I don't pa- pastor people in Seattle. I don't pastor people. And I, like I say, I don't mind the questions and so on. But I, um, you know, I just, I just want you to know that that's never been my intention to pastor, be like a radio pastor. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, and I'm just a preacher on the radio. So now I am going to tell you this. If you live in our area on Wednesday nights, I've started a series on on Bible, um, on it's a holiness series series on Bible standards. How reasonable it is for churches to set Bible standards, and um, and I'm just so excited about it. I mean, it's it's a holiness series, but churches should set standards of character, standards of behavior. In other words, there should be a, you know a kind of a bottom line, you know, the Scripture talks about modesty, for instance. It talks about, you know, that we should dress modestly. The Bible talks about hair. The Bible talks about that we shouldn't be cross-dressing, you know, men wearing women's clothing, clothing, women wearing clothing that pertains to men. Uh, It talks about these things, and churches and pastors need to set Bible standards. Like, for instance, last Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, I talked about how we've set a standard against mind-altering substances. And so in our church, if you're um, a person that is following what our church believes, you're going to stay away from mind-altering substances like alcohol, drugs, those type of things. That's a standard that was set. Now, am I saying that people that drink are all terrible people? No, I didn't say that. But because of the dangers of alcohol, 
We have set a standard that if you're in leadership in our church, you won't be having anything to do with the alcohol business, um, and we promote that to all of the members that come to our church. And I'm excited about this next week, this coming Wednesday, I'm going to be talking about interaction between the opposite sex, standards of how we should we should interact between the opposite sex, whether we're married or single. And so I'm excited about that. Brother Portalis, you are in luck tonight. The uh, He's listening tonight and we're going to I'm going to sing I brought my guitar and I'm going to um I'm going to maybe sing some songs tonight. Feel like it anyway. We'll see what happens. Now, I, that was a pretty long introduction, but uh text me 701-290-7862 on my multitasker. I can read sometimes read the text and talk at the same times. I don't know if I can read the text and make sense at the t- same time. Now, I want to talk tonight about kind of something I talked about in church, and then I want to expand it. So if you were in our service today, you'll hear some of the same things. But I want to, I've want to. i got so much more information about this that I'd like to share. I don't know if I'll get to all of it. But I'm going to start in Psalm 19 and verse 7, and it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And then it says this, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And I want to talk about that part tonight that the testimony of the Lord, the law of the Lord, the Word of God, can make wise the simple. And uh, and I've got some songs that I might sing about that tonight. I've got some songs that I'll play tonight. I've got one that I don't think I've ever played on the radio before. We'll see if I can get to all that in this hour. But who are the simple? You know, nobody wants to be considered a simple person or a simpleton. Many people believe because I believe that the Bible is true, I believe the Bible is the Word of God. They think I'm simple because of that. They think that I'm simple or maybe even a little unhinged or crazy. Now, I'm in good company because even Jesus' friends, back in Mark chapter 321, when his friends heard of it, when they heard Jesus was going into public ministry and some of the wild things he said, they went out to lay hold on him and they said he's, he is beside himself. So Jesus' friends and possibly some of his family Felt like he was crazy. You know, so uh, Paul was accused of of being nuts. He was in Acts 26, 24, uh, when he was standing before King Agrippa, one of Agrippa's men, Festus said to him with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. Paul said himself in 1 Corinthians 4, 10, our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. But you, but you claim to be so wise in Christ," he said. You know, um, you know. I'm going to say tonight this that it's not your. He, I I kind of wrote a little rap song. I'm not really into rap music, but I wrote it on my notes um, early this morning. Something rhymed, and so I thought I'd try a rap song here. I propose to you, it's not your IQ, the things that you own, or the size of your phone, but to know wisdom fully starts with the knowledge of the holy. How's that sound? Not really that great. Yeah, let me wait. Uh, here, let me try it on. A, here, I got my. This isn't a rap song either, but this kind of this is as close as Pastor Bob gets to rap. My my grandson Abe can actually do this song a lot better, but I'll try it. Brought my guitar here. Let's see. Is is that the way? Do I want to sing it that high? No, I'll try it down there. Let's try that. Live radio. You just got to love it. <laughs> when I went to college, they said, boy, get this straight. You're just a tailless monkey. You're a hairless ape. We're on an evolution stairway going 
Who knows where? Trust in higher education to get us all there. Ain't no values, no morals, no rights and no wrongs. Never knowing where we're going. Well, it's hard to go wrong. Don't give me that. I want the truth. Don't say for fact what is only point of view. Don't give me that. I've had enough. We best get back to what was written in the book of God. <laughs> I came to my senses at the foot of the cross. I saw the wisdom that comes from the fear of God. How it's pure, it loves peace, full of mercy and fruit. Has the power to save me, the power of the truth. Like a satin of silver on an apple of gold. Is the word fitly spoken? Is the truth clearly told? Now give me that, cause that's the truth. It's bigger than fact. It's broader than your point of view. Now give me that, can't get enough. When we get back to what was written in the book of God Higher, higher education in the book of God Higher, higher education in the book of God It's time to get your life straightened out by His Word Walk the straight and narrow, practice what you've heard Don't pay attention to this crazy world. Keep your soul on fire and the flag unfurled. But life is too short for wasting in sin. Give your life to Jesus and be born again. Now give me that. Ooh. Higher, higher education in the book of God. Higher, higher education in the book of God. Now give me that. Hey, Brother Portels, how did you like that one? Pastor Bob, the Tell Like His radio show, just goofing around a little bit on my guitar there, and we are talking about the uh, name of this program is Smarty Pants. Mr. Smarty Pants, you know, the, um, you know, we may be considered wise by others, or even by ourselves, but considered simple by God. Just think about that. You might be considered wise by others, or even... Consider yourself wise, but you could be considered simple by God. My opening text in Psalm 19 and 7 says, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Who are the simple? You know, you might be a Mr. Smarty Pants to others or yourself, but maybe you're dumber than a box of rocks when it comes to God. The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Like in verse 19, he said, It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Verse 27 of 1 Corinthians One says, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Verse 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. That Actually, Paul's quoting out of, he's writing out of Jeremiah 9.24, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. 
And so we've got people that consider people like me that, that believe the Bible is true to be simple. But could it be that they are simple? You know, could it be that when you deny the fact that there's a creator, a designer, when all the evidence points to that, you know, I mean, like, like uh, think about this. You know, is there anything that's complex of any type that doesn't have a designer? When you see a farm, that patchwork of farmland when you're driving or when you're flying over the in an airplane, you know that didn't just happen like that with those nice little squares up there divided by section line roads and so on. You know that, right? I mean, when you see... Uh, when you see the migratory patterns of birds and, and when you see the intricacies of the ear or the eye, the vocal cords, you know, right now, what I'm doing right now is there's air coming up out of my lungs. It's vibrating through little flaps of skin in my throat. And those vibrations are words. And that is very complex. I'm not trying real hard to do that. Like, it's just about involuntary. It is involuntary. And tell me that that just evolved out of nothing. Really? Do you you don't really believe that, do you? Oh, I'm in a singing mood. I got this guitar here. Let's try this song. See how it works. What keeps this tiny planet moving round the sun each day? What makes the evening sky into a shrine? You've known it from the start Cause it's written in your heart This clock is running by divine design What keeps the seasons changing As the winter yields to spring Who made the plan to bring this rock to life Oh, you don't need a school Cause from Einstein to fool You know that it is by divine design Tell me you believe it's fate And not a master plan Tell me I'm an accident With eyes and feet and hands Well I'll tell you one more time That I know this world is by divine design Would evolution teach us To choose from right and wrong When right means that we'll have to sacrifice Would evolution start A world that's filled with art You know that it is by divine design Tell me you believe it's fate Not a master plan Tell me I'm an accident With eyes and feet and hands Well I'll tell you one more time That I know this world is by divine design It's by divine design Mr. Smarty Pants, if you think this world just 
happened all by itself, I am telling you that you're not thinking right. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show, good to have you with us tonight. Text me 701-290-7862. I'm in a singing mood. Uh, Good to have Tina with us tonight. We've got Jody and the kids listening up in Harvey. Tina is in Kildare. Good to have her listening. Uh, We're talking about uh, that God can make wise the simple tonight. No matter who you are, you can become wise. You you may not consider yourself very smart. I spent the first part of the program talking about people that maybe consider themselves smart that they are not, but maybe you don't consider yourself very smart. Uh, but you know what? If you think you are dumb, there's a power in the, in the Word of God that can make you into a person of wisdom. It can transform you. It can make you make the wise, making wise the simple. Proverbs 1 and 4, in, in Solomon's introduction to the Proverbs, he said, these Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. That's the NLT version doesn't matter what your IQ may be. If, you know, if you're in the dark, uh, you're going to have to have the lights turned on to be able to see where you're going. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, the old Lance Appleton song, Lance Appleton song it goes, If you've been stumbling around in the dark too much, well, it's high time. For you to get in touch with the light. Jesus is the light. He's the light. Jesus is the light. And if anyone thinks they can put him out, well, they evidently don't know too much about the light. That's right. Psalm one nineteen one thirty says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. This um, this topic tonight I'm talking about, you know, Mr. Smarty Pants. You know, we, we have to, you know, if you want to know anything, it starts by believing the Word of God. I, I believe that. This is my show. You can say that's your opinion, Pastor Bob. It is, but it's not just mine. <laughs> it's been the opinion of millions of people. <laughs> the Bible is still the best-selling book in the world. Um, it, it has been ever since just about ever since it's been put out <clears throat> even though it's been tried to they've tried to destroy it forever so how do we become one of god's wise guys like how how do we become one of god's wise guys um you know the um and that that is the the question that we need to ask ourselves tonight how how do we become one of god's wise guys uh list number 1 we need to listen to the word of god the Bible, in every single area of our life. Um, because the Bible is full of God's wisdom, not humanistic wisdom. Let me play you a little song here. This is a really short little song. I think we can fit this in. Let's see how, see how this works. I don't have an engineer in the studio with me tonight, but I'll try this. That look. That look is a look. Trying to figure out in your mind 
education from Harvard and Yale. You claim your daddy was a monkey. You evolved from a big baboon. Humanistic wisdom you'll never understand. Humanistic wisdom. tonight pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show good to have you with us that that's an old song that was a group called david and the giants hey uh david huff he still believes in the acts 238 message you and i don't agree on everything but but um <laughs> anyway pastor bob is the pastor of the new life pentecostal church in dickinson north dakota we are coming to you live this november 11th 2000 November did I say November 7th I don't you know I need to I need to write some things down here I act like I'm a crazy man we're talking about that God can turn Mr. Smarty Pants into one of his wise guys that's what we're talking about tonight or or somebody that doesn't think they're very smart you you can become a become one of God's wise guys or wise ladies whichever however the shoe fits number 1 by listening to the word of God what does the word of God say about going to heaven you know, I mean, if you want to be wise, you, you need to, like Paul told Timothy, the scriptures that you know can make you wise unto salvation. I mean, that's very important. Going to heaven is the most important thing, and bringing others with us is certainly right up there with it. I mean, there isn't anything more important than that. If we make it to heaven, I mean, we've succeeded. If we don't, we fail no matter what else. You can become the president of the United States, and if you don't make it to heaven, 
What good does it do you? So listening to the Word of God, what does the Word of God say about salvation? Well, number one, the first step to salvation is you've got to have faith in God. You've got to have faith. Uh, Number two, you've got to be sorry for your sins and repent of your sins. Ask God to forgive you, confess your sins, to be sorry to God for your sins, and be uh, willing to change. That's part of repentance. It's a very powerful thing, but it's not all there is to salvation because Peter said in Acts 2 and verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, don't let anybody try to explain that away. It means exactly what it says, that when you repent and you're baptized in the name of Jesus, the word baptism, of course, means to immerse. You've got to repent and be baptized. That's why you can't be a baby or an infant and and be baptized. It won't do you any good. It didn't hurt you, but it won't do you any good either. And usually they don't dunk babies under the water, and that's what baptism means. So repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, so God can wash away your sins, can he can forgive your sins. You need to repent and be baptized, and you shall receive, this is Acts 2.38, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in verse 39, it goes on to say, for the promise is unto you and to your children, and he's talking to people there on the day of Pentecost, and to those that are afar off, like you and me, you know, just about 2,000 years later, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So listening to the Word of God can make you wise unto salvation. Listening to the Word of God can fix your marriage. I mean, every area of your life, God can make dumbbells and Mr. Smarty Pants into wise guys. He can. Uh, you know, I could say that in a little nicer way, but I'm trying to be shocking, you know, so I can get your attention. Don't be a dummy. Pray for God's wisdom. You know, don't don't just go on in your life stumbling around in the dark. But, like, what does God say about marriage? Well, he tells the men to treat their wives a certain way, and he tells the wives to treat their husband a certain way. Now, if you say, well, I'm treating my husband that way, but he's not treating me that way, and so I'm I'm going to give up. Well, you just keep doing what you're supposed to do and let God take care of the other, and vice versa. There's too many people, and this isn't a marriage deal tonight, but I'm just going to tell you, there's way too many people out there keeping score in their marriage. That's not the way you do this. You don't keep score on who's more right to prove something. That's not, that's not right. You, you, you just obey God and do what he says. And what, let the chips fall where they may. You know, uh, if my wife became a, you know, she had a stroke and she became a, uh, you know, she was paralyzed, and, and she was in a wheelchair, and she couldn't even take care of herself. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives. Give yourself for her. You know, that is that going to be easy if that would ever happen to me? No, it's not easy, but if my wife could never do anything back for me, does that stop my responsibility of doing what the Bible says I should do towards her? No, it doesn't. You know, this, you know, what does the Bible say about work? Well, the Bible is for it. You know, the Bible wants you to work. The Bible wants you to take care of yourself. The only rule in the Garden of Eden, outside of one thing they were told not to do, was that they were given the command to take care of the garden. 
Work has been God's idea for mankind ever since the beginning. You've got to work. Don't just lay around. I mean, housework is work. You know, raising children is work. I'm not saying that you got to go get a job if you're raising children, you, you moms. It's work, but work. Do a good job. You, 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 uh, others, you know, the Bible has a lot to say. It says if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat either. There's so many people that are, that are not doing anything. That's not in the Word of God. The Bible has plenty to say about money. The Bible has plenty to say about prayer. The Bible has plenty to say about coming to church. I've done broadcasts on all these things. The Bible has a lot to say about holiness. And as I mentioned earlier on Wednesday nights, I'm doing a series on uh, how reasonable it is for churches to set standards on holiness. That's so reasonable. Churches that won't set standards on holiness, they're going all kinds of different directions. A local church ought to be going a certain direction. And everybody ought to be on board, and there should be a clear direction given, clear teaching. You know, you let the Word of God tweak you. Let the Word of God adjust you like a chiropractor. You know, I mean, sometimes we need an adjustment. We're, we're going, we're, you know, we're not doing it right. We're out, of, we're out of whack. But it's not enough just to listen to the Word of God and memorize and know the Word of God but we've got to obey it. Psalm 19 and 11 says, in keeping of God's commandments, there is great reward. You know, James 2.18 said, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. James said, I will show thee my faith by my works. (laughs) In other words, I'm going to do what he said. When Jesus called Peter to come out of the boat and walk on the water, the only faith that Peter has had was in the words of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you this, there's a lot of things that go through my head when I pray. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's doubts, there's fears, there's there's like, is this really true, and is this really the only way? And But you know what? That's not faith. Faith is I'm just going to do what the Word of God says. I don't care what my brain tells me to do sometimes. Some people say things to me, I just don't get it. Like they say, Pastor Bob, I just don't know if I really believe or not. I, I just don't know if I really believe the Bible's the Word of God or not. Well, I do. You say, well, how can you? I just do. I've decided to. That's what faith is. Come out of the boat. Come on, Peter. Okay, here I go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure his mind was full of all kinds of stuff. But he's going to have faith in what Jesus said And Jesus is the Word of God, and so Jesus was the Word of God in flesh. We've got it in printed page, or audio, or whichever way you read it or listen to it. You know, your dollar bill this morning, on the back of it, it says, In God We Trust, and that means trusting God means you have to obey Him. You You know, as a pastor, I do get frustrated. I know I mentioned this in our service today, but many times... I I specifically, as a pastor, speak to them and tell them what the Word of God says about things or even give them direction based on the Word of God, and they will not do it. I mean, they won't. Now, I, I would say most of the people in our church listen, but but many times I watch people, I get so frustrated because I, I'll tell them, stop doing this or start doing this. 
and they won't do it. You know, they, they won't, you know, you know, I feel like sometimes God has given me as a pastor the tools to help people, but you must be willing to listen and obey the Word of God. It's all, it's all I've got. I mean, I, I'm not, if you're looking for medication, I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, I mean, all I have is the Word of God. That's it. And it works. It really does. But you've got to be willing to obey it. Hey, let me catch my breath here. Let me try this. Uh, yeah. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Stay tuned in for just, just, I'll come back in just a couple minutes. Keep on the devil, light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, when I was a baby child, shut it up, keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut it up, keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut it up, keep out the devil. They proved to be. Without your holy armor, shut it up, keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Well, I think you're getting the point of that song, Shut the Door, Keep Out the Devil. In fact, my oldest son, when he was a little kid, used to call the devil the devil. The devil. So I don't know if this guy wrote that Randy Stonehill wrote that song based on that or not. I don't know how he would have known that. Good to have you with us tonight. I keep telling you I'm the Pastor Bob of the New Life Pentecostal Church. And uh, that's on 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30. And... uh, uh, I'm teaching, um, it's kind of a, uh, you know, we, we you never know what's going to happen on Wednesday night. You know, we can have somebody get the Holy Ghost, we could baptize somebody, but uh, I'm planning on teaching on on Bible uh, standards. Like, um, we're gonna, they're based in Scripture, and then we set reasonable standards as a church to live by, and I really would love to have everybody in Dickinson show up Wednesday night. We don't have only have room for 500, but the first 500 that show up, and there's a way you can listen on Mixler, but I'm not going to tell you how to do that because I don't want you to. I want you to show up. <laughs> How's that? The, Bible's, the Bible talks about that we need to show up for church. You know, if, if you think listening to this Tell It Like It Is radio show is going to church, it's not. I, I never meant it to be this that at all, ever. You need to find an Acts 238 church, and you need to get in there and belong to it. Proverbs 4, I'm talking about don't be a dummy. I'm talking about don't be a Mr. Smarty Pants, be one of God's wise guys. You know, and how do you do that? Well, you need to pray for God's wisdom, too. Proverbs 4 and 5, it talks about 
Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. One thing as a pastor I try to do is is I, I pray not for God to give me wisdom about people's situations, but I pray for when I hear a problem that they're having or I see a situation, but I I've been praying that God will give them wisdom, tell you what to do. And, of course, it's going to be usually from the Word of God. You know, we've got an enemy, Satan, that he wants to destroy us. 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Um, You know, Satan desires to destroy us. He wants to take advantage of us. He hates you, he hates your children, he's jealous and envious of the opportunity that we have to serve God. He wants you dead, he wants you in hell. And many people are ignorant of what he's doing. Like they they don't realize that there's really a devil and he's really trying to destroy us. Like they think, for instance, the voices that you hear when you're on meth is all just your brain. They don't know there's something spiritual going on, that the devil is actually destroying people. And I've had friends kill themselves listening to those voices. Yeah. Yeah, that's the devil. It's not just their brain. It's not just just some kind of chemical problem. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 says, The God of this world had blinded the minds. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world. He's blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Uh, Skipping down to verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 4, it says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The best way to fight against Satan's destruction is to ask God for wisdom. James 1 and 5, James said, If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you are dumbbells, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. He won't get mad at you for asking for wisdom. And it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. James says there are people who lack wisdom. When I came to God, I didn't even know how to come out of the rain, spiritually speaking. I really didn't. I didn't know... You know, I mean, I didn't know anything about the Word of God. I had, I knew two, I knew two Bible stories. One was Samson and Delilah, and the other one was the Ten Commandments. And the only reason I knew those stories is I had seen the movies, and those movies kind of butchered the stories too. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up knowing this. I didn't, didn't care to know this. But I was twenty years old, and that's when the light was turned on. And I started becoming one of God's wise guys. And I know some of you think I am a wise guy. You know, ask God for wisdom. Believe what he says. Being double-minded means we act like we want wisdom, but we won't listen or put it into practice. And you know what? I'm not trying to shadow box an imaginary opponent here tonight, but, I mean, over the years, there have been so many people in my life that act like they want the wisdom of God but they won't put it into practice. And they're double-minded that way. They're talking like they want God, but they're not living it. You know, show me what to do, God. 
But when he does show them, they won't do it. Or they forgot they asked him to show them. You know, I, there, I was at a drunk man's house many years ago. He was drunk. It's a long story. Uh, he wanted to fight me and so on. And then he'd go, you know, in his slobbery drunk, he'd say, what, what should I do, Pastor Bob? Tell me what to do. I said, well, let's start out by pouring the rest of that liquor down the drain. I don't want to do that. Well, you know what? You don't want the wisdom of God. Jesus told us what a wise man is like in Matthew seven twenty four. He says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. You know, we need to ask God to show us what to do, and then we need to do what the Word of God says. Pride is one of the main reasons people won't ask God for wisdom. So how long do you want to be proud and dumb? I mean, I mean, how long? Why not be humble and smart? You know, James, I'm, I'm kind of doing a lot in James here tonight because it says a lot about it. James chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, He gives more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. How do you submit yourself to God? How do you? You submit yourself, not to some kind of a vague idea of what God is. You submit yourself to God by obeying his word. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. We need to ask God for wisdom, and then we need to listen to God's word, what he tells us. You know, if you're single, God, who give me wisdom on who I should marry. You know, you know, God, give me wisdom on how, how to stop sinning. God, give me wisdom, how to, as I said earlier, to treat my spouse. Give me wisdom how to raise my children. You know, give me wisdom how to win my children and win other people to you. You know, um, in Luke chapter 24 and verse 45, when, after the resurrection, Jesus came to the 11 <coughs> apostles and he said, the Bible said he opened, there was only 11 at that time, but he, that he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. We should be like the psalmist in Psalm 119, verse 18, where he said, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. One of the things that God really liked about King Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, um, in the Bible, Saul was in a place, uh, I think, called Gibeon, and the Lord appeared, or excuse me, Solomon, I said Saul. He, um, in a dream, God appeared to Solomon, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And, and in verse First Kings 3, 9, Solomon said, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this so great a people. And I love verse 10. It says, In the speech, please the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot that I can say about this topic tonight. But, you know, ask God for wisdom. Trusting God means to trust his word. The answers are written down. They're in black and white. 
You know, they're, they're not really hard to find. I, I want to suggest to you, if you don't know anything about the Word of God, start in the New Testament. Start in the book of Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, is the history of Jesus' life as he walked on this earth. It's written from four different perspectives, four different men that all were there except for Luke. And he, uh, of course, I believe it was transcribed to Luke by the apostles. We know that that was true. You know, uh, this, this uh, and then, then get into the epistles, get into the book of Acts, you know, the history of the early church, which is the book of Acts. Then the, the epistles are letters written to the churches to help them. You know, it's not only, it's one thing to be saved, but how to stay saved, how to keep your walk with God up. That's what those letters are for. <clears throat> and then, of course, the book of Revelation is a, is a prophetic book in the New Testament, Start in the New Testament. Read it through several times before you tackle the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the Word of God. It really is. But sometimes you just need to get a good grasp of the New Testament before you tackle the Old Testament. You'll never, ever know. You'll never, ever be able to become one of the God's wise guys. You, know, you, you might be a Mr. Smarty Pants all your life, but... To become one of God's wise guys, you're going to have to get a hold of the Word of God. Oh, boy. Um, I might sing one more song. Let me just say this. If you want to, let me say it one more time. This week, if you live in Dickinson, Wednesday night, 7.30, is our Wednesday night service at 501 Elks Drive. Friday mornings at 6 a.m. is a men's Bible study at 501 Elks Drive, and there's usually food there to eat 99.9% of the time. And there's always coffee. 6 o'clock, we're usually done by 7. Some guys have to leave earlier than that to get to work. But, I mean, I know it's scary to try a new place, but you're going to like these people. They're good people, not a huge group. Uh, there's We've got a man with a Ph.D. in psychology leading that group. So, I mean, I talk about a wise guy. Then we have, um, that's not me, by the way, and then we have um, Sunday morning service. 10 o'clock is Sunday school, which is for all ages. And one of those Sunday school classes is tra- taught by yours truly. It's a, it's a basic Bible class of 21 lessons. So come to that. That's at 10 o'clock. And then there's other classes. And there's classes for the children from 10 till 10.50, we take a 10 or 15 minute break. We start our worship service and that goes till whenever we get out. If you live in the beach area, we have a service there in Tuesday nights at 7:30. Beach is 60 miles west of Dickinson. We will soon have our a Sunday service there too as soon as we complete a building that we're working on there. We've bought a building, we're turning it into a church. It's going to be a beautiful building. If you live in the Bowman area, at 7.30 Thursday night on 18 North Main, it's in Bowman, and they also have a service Sunday mornings at 10.30. The esteemed Seth Springer is the pastor there. We have a church in Beulah, North Dakota. They have church Wednesday nights at 7, and also Sunday mornings at, I believe, 10.30, too. We have churches in Newtown, Williston, uh, all around this area, of course, Bismarck, Minot, um, Mandan, there's a Pentecostal church. So I, I just want you to know that we can get you to, if you're listening tonight in this area, we can we can find you a church. 
You know, um, I'm going to sing a song that I really like, just one of my kind of favorites. And um, as I've I've kind of alluded to throughout the the uh, tonight, I've alluded to this concept that um, some people think we're foolish because we believe the Word of God. But there's evidence for a Creator. There's evidence for God. And this song sings this. And the first verse uh, isn't exactly true for me. I was supposed to ring, read Romeo and Juliet when I was 17, but somehow I got out of it. I don't know how I did it. My mom was an English teacher, and uh, she wasn't my English teacher. In fact, my sophomore year, I ended up in her class, and she had me transferred to somebody else's class. So I don't know if she didn't love me or what. I think she loves me. but <laughs> She just didn't want me to be in her class. Let's try this. It's called The Evidence of God. I believe that William Shakespeare lived, though we never met. Cause when I was 17, I read Romeo and Juliet. And I believe there was a man whose name was Michelangelo. Because he left his mark in a chapel in the heart of Rome. Every mountain, every valley, your creation, it surrounds me. Every breath I breathe, every heartbeat, every sunrise that you give to me, these and so much more. Tell a story we cannot ignore The evidence of God The evidence of God As the potter shapes his clay He leaves evidence And our Father does the same His creation is evidence that's how we can believe in a God we cannot see or hear or touch. If we will open our eyes, we will see His work all around us. Every mountain, every valley, your creation, it surrounds me. Every breath I breathe, every heartbeat, every sunrise that you give to me, every blue sky, every starry night, paint a picture that we can't deny, like a warm rain in the summertime, like a first steps or a baby's cry, these and so much more, tell a story we cannot ignore, these and so much more. Tell a story we cannot ignore The evidence of God The evidence of God The evidence of God Just so honored, just want to say this, so honored that you would listen to this broadcast and um, just, um, I... You know, I, I just, like I say, I, I, you know, some of you are so faithful, you listen all the time, and of course we're always shooting for new people, and being it is on an AM radio station, we're always trying to get, you know, I'm so happy when I hear about people locally that listen to this program all the time, and I've never met, and I 
and uh, but I hear about them listening from others sometimes. Uh, just appreciate that. I um, I don't have a big head about this program; just the opposite, actually. But I uh, but I am glad, and I the only claim to fame I have is the Word of God. That's it. That's all I've got. You know, the Word of God is the only thing that gives me authority. It's the only thing that. Uh, gives me the confidence to come on this radio show because I know that it's right. The Word of God is right. And if you let it, it will rejoice your heart. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this broadcast, I pray, God, for people to really, for the simple ones, whether they're smart, simple ones or not smart, simple ones, we know that the Word of God can make them into wise it can make the simple into wise. And Lord, tonight I pray that somehow we will overcome our pride, overcome our way of thinking that we've always thought, and submit ourselves to the Word of God. We just pray in Jesus' name. Pastor Bob is signing off next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time. We'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to end the show with a song by the evangelist Bill Farron. It's my favorite song on the CD called The Captain. This song is called Selah. Maybe evening, morning, or at noon. Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise. Then recompense the world for all their lies. The born-again believers will sing their triumph song. Selah, it might not be too long. Standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come Lord Jesus Is what we ought to pray Selah He might just come today And trials for us to learn To cultivate a Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words Thou good and faithful servant Enter in Say now Your rest will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night, or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend, you better make things right
on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father To us he's been made known Forever we will praise Jesus Throughout eternity Selah, well that's what it means to That's what it means to me That's what it means to me Well, that's what it means to me Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus So come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Allow the Holy Ghost to come in. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.